We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, as a linebacker now, because like you said, back then, 250, 260, Ray Lewis. Yeah. Now, yeah. you can't be 250, 260 sitting in the middle. No, you're going to put your hand on the, on the ground. Would you, how would you, uh, I don't know, train the linebacker in today's generation? Would you be more uh, speed, like I'm, a, I'm skinny, 225, moving? Or do you still think there needs to be weight in that middle for that linebacker to be able to hold it down? Yeah, I don't, man. And I and I would have and I changed that over the last three to four years. But I look at some of the some of the the size of some of the guys. So we've had guys like Prince Shimbo and you know, and I look like was that did that work? Well, he's a little short for the way the game is now, right? You gotta be able to get back in the coverage. You struggle to get back in the coverage. You know what I mean? I even look at Manti today. Manti today probably wouldn't make it just because you don't really need that come downhill thump. You just need to be able to wrap up and make tackle. The way you the way you tackle people is different. So I'd say drop 10 to 15 pounds off of him. But I'm I'm in that 225 to 230 range. Mm. This speed is what you need because you've got to be able to enforce, right? Even though the game has changed the way you hit. What we used to do was in the first quarter, you're taking somebody's heart yeah. right away. Yeah. Right away. When you come across the middle, you don't, you don't think twice about whether or not you're sticking your hands out. I remember catching Charlie Rogers coming across the middle, and the ball was in the air. He didn't want it. <laughs> he didn't even want it. No, don't stick your hands out. Just keep running. Just just, yeah. just track start at them. Because I'm going to break your entire chest, bro. I'm going to run right through you. You know what I mean? Running backs, running that little zig or running a zag. You're about to get it, you know? Yeah, just hands on. Forget about it, man. So you can't really do that. Even how far down the field you can can, um, hit people. But I would say from a linebacker standpoint, the guys we have seem to have the height and weight. I think think there's a gap in – I ain't going to call it coaching. I'm going to call it – there's a gap in – Intensity, Focus. I think it's intensity. Focus. Or something like Focus. Yeah, they're not they're intense, but they're running around 100 miles an hour, not going anywhere, not doing anything. There's and this is and I was in in all the guys that played with me would tell you I was a technique goddess, dude. I was I was just I was that dude that my technique was going to be right. I was not going to make mistakes. We make so many freaking errors on defense, and I'm speaking just for defense. We make so many mistakes. It's not even funny. It's a miracle we ever make plays, right? And I'm not sure. If that's coaching, not getting, not getting the guys prepared enough, or if that's players not doing what the hell they're asked to do, and those two things for me, when I talk about that current team, I struggle, man. I I watched, I watched, even watching 
game like Marshall in the bowl game. It's like, guys, y'all ain't doing what you're supposed to do. I know that's not what the coach called. And even if it was, we could have fared better than right. we that turned out. You know what I'm saying? Even if it was, like, bro, come on. And so what I struggle with is, is this a, and I, and I used to think, oh, it's a generational thing. No, and I watch Georgia. I know the scheme. I know defense oh, real yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Those guys do what they're supposed to do. They play different, though. Like, they, they, they go they out do. there and act like that's their last game ever. And they, but do they do that because their confidence in what they're getting sent out there to do? Or are they doing that because that's just who they are as people and players, right? Because some of your confidence grows in knowing that you know what's coming. I'll put it like this. By the time I was a junior, I got it down to I can whittle every offense down into three plays based on scheme, right? Because we used to get the tendency reports. I used to study those. So the, the checks that I would have to make at the line of scrimmage, me or Goolsby, whoever was making them, typically it was me or Goolsby, you're making them based on down and distance based on what's coming. You're not doing this look to the side and ask the coach what's coming. You know what's coming. Yeah, yeah, you so know now it's coming. man on man. Yeah, 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 that's right. And every tendency is going to tell you something. I'm like, do we still do tendencies at Notre Dame? Because I feel like everybody looks surprised all the time. Dude, if I got beat in college, it was because, like, yeah, you were just that dude. I, I, great story. Okay. Um, USC. Reggie Bush, freshman year. His freshman year. I know exactly what's coming. Okay, they got four wide. I'm, on, I'm left on Reggie and Dime, middle of the backfield, right? I know what's coming. He's getting ready to motion out. Once he motions out, I know he's going to run a goal route. It's going to look like a wheel, but it's going to be a go because he's just going to take off running. Okay, fine. I drop back six yards. Eight, while, it's pre-snap. While he's going out, I'm dropping back. Eight yards. Eight yards. Ten yards. <laughs> Give it myself cushion because, look, hey, I'm smart. I know what's coming, bro. He's going to go deep. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take it away so you don't even throw it because I don't think I can. Yeah, yeah, I'm it. trying to jump the gun so over Ooh. top of it. You don't even think about it. Yeah. I have a I have a safety. Glenn Earl is supposed to be over the top of me. I'm almost his depth when this ball is snapped because I know what's coming. <laughs> I ain't no fool. I can't Reggie, they say Hut. Reggie turns the corner. I backpedal a little bit like an idiot instead of just turning and running. He had he closed the gap on me so fast, bro. I turn and I'm just yeah. You don't even, even look for him. You just start running towards I just him. Run, I run to the pylon. I look over my shoulder and see the ball in the air, bro. And I'm like, this is it. I know this it's coming. It. I got it. <laughs> he runs past me like I'm moving, like I'm not even moving, catches the ball and then goes out of bounds. That's an example of I'm completely prepared. Yeah. I know exactly what's coming. He's just better than me. He's just a better player at that time. Yeah, that's it. Right? Glenn wasn't over the top. Now, you, can hey, you can live with that. You can live with that. coach said what happened, what I say, well, Glenn was supposed to be over the top, right? But I knew. But I knew he just beat me, right? But I'm not going to get yelled at all by myself. Glenn was supposed to be over the top. Glenn was hanging in the middle trying yeah, to bait him to throw it. He didn't get over fast enough. That's just, you just, you just not fast enough. <laughs> you ain't fast enough, bro. God didn't bless me with that. So, but that's an example of I'm completely prepared. I know what I'm doing. That's just man on man getting beat. That's how we used to lose USC, right? It's like, no, that guy's just two inches taller, three inches taller than Shane. That guy's just bigger than P-Rock, so they're going to throw a, they're gonna throw a, a jump a ball. Yeah. It's just a go-round. This is just a jump ball. Like, yeah, you're going to lose on some of those because that guy's just bigger, better. Mike Williams, he's just amazing, freak. You know, that kind of stuff. You're going to yeah. lose those. But it wasn't because we weren't prepared. When I watch what we're doing, we got the better skill. We got the better talent. And you get beat by scrubs on scrub schemes with scrub play calling. So I look at it and go. And, and, and it's third you know down what? and eight, third down and 15, and we giving up crazy explosive plays on third down. Why?
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. So for me, that tells me it's like either you don't know what's coming because you're not prepared enough or you're not doing what the coach is asking you to do. And I, I remember Kelly used to say this where I could see it in the press conference where he's like not wanting to say the player and doing what he told him to do. But at the same time, he knew that we were in the right call. That's a yeah, tough spot. Call, to call. Like, they call nothing better. <laughs> what, what better can I do? You just got to go where you're supposed to go. And that was that whole red face Kelly era where he was kind of getting his way. But I watched He was right on a lot of that. People didn't like that. I'm like, dude, yeah, he called the right play. This guy's not doing what he's supposed to do. You know what I mean? Or the same thing. I saw it on Freeman's face last year, a handful of times where he's like, we had it. And I would say pre-snap, we got him. We got him. Yeah, we got Whatever. him. We got, we got him. him. And then before you know it, house call. You're like, wait, wait. Well, um, Show me that replay because I don't I understand how we got there. And it's just guys not doing what they're supposed to do, not getting over the top, going underneath, you know, not being tough. So it, it's that kind yeah, of stuff. Like, that it's, I it's a mentality, too. You got to want to tackle somebody in space. It's just it's – yes. there's no coaching to it. It's a want. You got to be able I have to bring them down. That's it. Yeah. It's me and you. I got to take you to the ground. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. And then I'll be honest, man. I don't see no killers out there. And that's that's scary for me. You know what I mean? As a defensive guy, that's a fact. Like, I wouldn't even say that I was a killer, but I was, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna put it on you. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, hurt, hurt, gonna hurt, gonna hurt, just... but you gonna feel me. Put it that way. 
one of us, one of us two was about to be broken up or hurt. But at the same time, we had guys like Glenn Earl. Glenn was gonna knock himself out to take your heart. <laughs> the amount of times Glenn Earl went unconscious, again, you don't do that anymore. I get it. But that was the mentality, like, I'm going to run through you. I'm going to take your soul and take it back on that plane. You're going to get up out of here, right? Yeah. That was the mentality. I don't see that. I see, like, a lot of, like, everything's friendly now. You know, it's like. Yeah, it's oh, a friendly-ass defense. Like, oh, I'm going to let you down real easy. Yeah, so oh, you know. Push you out of bounds. Yeah. I'm going to. Yeah. And I don't, I don't buy into all of the, you know, we used to say the cornerbacks do all that chirping. I don't buy in all that body language. Dude, run through somebody. Yeah. You can do the body language. You can do the talking. You can do the, all this. Run through somebody, right? Yeah, it's I don't still think like anybody that's just legitimately crazy that we just like, man, I not on the defense. He just, he, you know, yeah. he can't leave him alone by himself because he yeah, just, he can't. He's so crazy. Yeah, he just, he's you just gotta like, have one or two. You gotta yeah, have one or two. We got a bunch of upstanding citizens, guys that will never jaywalk, never get a party, right. you know, good family man, all that. But dang, we would love and, to and you can do, you can do both, man. I'm gonna tell you, you can, can do, do both, both because. Because Tuck was probably one of the nicest cats you'll ever meet, right? But Tuck was going to make sure that you felt him. He, you know what I mean? He was that guy. Courtney Watson, same thing. Like, he wasn't a tough player, but he was going to make sure you knew where he was at, you know? And I can go down a list of the guys back then. And I'm not even saying that. Like, we didn't win a national championship. So I'm not saying we was like that caliber. We competed on that same level. And we had a mentality that was if all the stars aligned and everything went the way it was supposed to go, we were for the dog year. And we believe that every single week. And I feel like some of the guys believe that today. But I look at I look at some of the way we operate on offense and I go, man, like, how did Mayweather not go for a thousand yards? How did Mayweather not go for a thousand yards, bro? And you're seeing the coverage pre-snap, like, oh, they're just gonna press him man to man. We have it. No help, we no nothing. One on one, this guy all day. Like, and we don't even two thirds of the time we have it. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, what are we doing? That kid should be dominate, you know. And so there's, there's be things like, like oh, we're pressing, and and anytime we're pressing Tobias one on one, we're just saying uh, we don't believe you. One hundred percent. Put up a sign on the sideline. We don't think you're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and we, but we don't. But we don't. We don't do anything don't to change that. We're, we're like, right. yeah, you're right. We're not. We're going to check into this little run over here. It's like if we check in the run one more time, I'm about to go throw some pads back on. <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast. So, (laughs) what is the key to consistency at the linebacker position? Look, like you said, if I man, week to week, see people scrape over the top and not get there. Yeah. If you, if I see that one more time, if I see another blown assignment (laughs) against Marshall with a Third running through, running through the A-gap, missing the tackle, missing the TFL. Why, why, why are you there? Yeah, I would say number one is preparation, man. You, as a linebacker, you have to know what's going on. Goosby says it till his day. I used to get Goosby lined up all the time, right? But Goosby knew how to play the game, right? He absolutely knew how to play the game. The key is knowing what you're supposed to do and where you're supposed to be and making sure other guys can get there. Because I don't believe we got leadership on the defense. I'm just going to be flat out honest. That's my biggest critique. I feel like we look to the sideline for leadership. Even back when Bob Diaco was there, love Bob. Bob's not the leader. Dude, on that field, I don't care what y'all call. Call anything. Somebody's got to be on the field say, this is my team. I put them on my back. Here's what we're about to go get. I don't see that. We used to, we, the mentality, I hate saying we used to. The mentality has to be call whatever play you want within the doggies board. Because I, I got that guy on that play no matter what, or I got that guy, or I'm going to lock that guy down. It don't matter the coverage. 
If your job is to lock him down, lock him down. You know what I'm saying? And I think we, I think we're not prepared enough to know how to control that moment. And what happens is as these games start to progress and guys' fatigue starts to come in and anxiety comes in and the mental aspect of the game comes in and I don't want to make a mistake and I don't want to make an error, guys, uh, our guys seem to just like stop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that is very, like almost like the paralyzing. Like why you're supposed to drop five yards or ten yards or three and you stay in the same spot. Like you didn't do anything. Yeah, you think like, what, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the reason, right? And so that's why I feel like they're not prepared sometimes because they end up looking like they don't know what they're supposed to do. Some of these blown coverages, the guys just literally having no idea where they're supposed to be. And that's that's uncalled for for me because the one thing you can do is be prepared. Now, if you get Reggie Bush, you just get Reggie Bush. Hey, we'll just we'll lose some. We'll count for that. I'll, I'll, I'll take those. I'll, count, I'll, I'll take those and I'll go, you know what? Yeah, you know, they just got us on that one. They were, they were the stronger team, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. But when it happens play after play after play because you're not in the right place or because you go over the top and you're supposed to be underneath or because you can't drive through a guy, that, that's, that's uncalled for for us, especially against a team like Marshall and, you know, South Carolina's of the world or whatever. No disrespect. But at the end of the day, like, we should be dogging them boys. They're now, not on the same level. What would you say, though, for a guy like a Marist? A guy like a J.D. Bertrand, guys that oh. been there, should know how to prepare, veterans should be leading the young dudes, making the plays as the yeah. veteran guy. What's the issue there that they that you would offer uh, to fix? Because I felt like Maris took a step back. J.D. Bertrand's not making the impact. I feel like he should as a senior. You got younger dudes that's flashing where I feel like they should be following the lead of the older guys. What is the problem in, in the senior part of the linebacking court? That's a great question, man. And I thought about even how to answer this, and I wanted to be politically correct, you know what I'm saying? But we're we just going to keep it all the way real. They're just, not those dudes. They're just not those dudes. They're not. And I hate to say that because I like JD's personality. I like, a, I like a lot of what they bring to the table, but they are not the guys. Dude, if you've been there that long, yeah. and you can't make an impact bigger than you made, we got to move on at some point or else you're dragging everybody else now. You know, yeah. um, and I hate to say that, but we got to give somebody else a shot at this point. And if I was that player, I probably have been humble enough to say, yeah, we kind of got to do that, right? You would I mean, say I'm that? Just, you would, you would say- <laughs> I'm trying to win. I'm, I'm trying to win. But I'll be honest, there's nothing in me that's going to ever succeed, right? So I'm going to make sure that I'm that guy. That's what but I'm saying. I, that's what I'm like. I'm, it's I'm, like, sure. I'm not going to say you should be passed up, but you should, damn, you should have a, the fortitude to be like, I have to play better. I just have to be I, better. I'll give you a great example. When I was, when I went to the Dolphins, so that was Nick Saban's year when I went to the Dolphins. So let me tell you our linebacker room. Junior Seau, Zach Thomas. Whoa. Jason Taylor was, we were in a three, four, so Jason Taylor was a DM, but he was kind of an outside. Stand up guy. Donnie Spragan. So when I walk in that room, I'm humble enough to know I'm not, I'm not the less than less than one to one to one percent. Right? I'm humble enough. To, I'm not gonna tell coach, hey coach, uh, you need to sit junior because he's a little slower to me, and he's got like he's got like the stain going on with his ankle, coach. You know, I'm humble enough to go. Now that dude needs to be in there, and if he goes down, I'm gonna be ready. Right? I'm gonna be ready. Yeah, I'm gonna just be ready. Yeah. But he's that. But he's that guy, right? And so when I look at our linebacking room, we don't have any, we don't have any of that. We talked about leadership on the team. Zach Thomas used to be the leader of that defense. And then Jason Taylor was right behind him from an enforcer standpoint. But when Junior Seau stepped on that team, Junior Seau was the leader and everybody knew it. Zach seceded. This is humility, right? I want our team to be successful. I'm going to secede my longtime Dolphins linebacking enforcer position to Junior. I'm going to be second and third in command between him and Jason. 
but everybody knew Junior was going. Junior's going to do Junior. That's what. That's true leadership, though. Knowing how to default to something that's maybe more skilled, maybe more better, or maybe just more equipped in that moment to do that job, right? So I didn't see Zach saying that, and they were good friends. I, I didn't see Zach that year going, no, screw that. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. It's like, no, he goes, no, Junior's that dude. He's still that dude. Yeah, he's been in the problem. You know what I mean? And I learned <laughs> something from that. You know what I mean? But I look at our team now. We don't have that dude. You don't you ain't worried Nobody about J.D. respect as that linebacker or that. You're not scheming, worried about Barris to J.D. Yeah. They used to run away from me or from Tuck and try to run away from Courtney. So, you know, we did. Courtney was real. I was the same. Yeah, try, try. Can't run. Not touch on that edge too. Glues on my right. There's an element of like they're not scheming against us. They're not scheming against our scheme. They're just doing whatever they want, knowing that we're not going to be in the right position. Right. Yeah. That's the way I look at the games that we lost. Like even though Ohio State game, we got all this credit. Ohio State just didn't play play good, in my opinion. Yeah. I looked at that game, dude. If they would have been all like they were later on in the year, they would have trashed us. Now we did some things to prevent them from trying certain stuff, which I liked. But at the same time, when they when they started putting it together, it could have been bad, like quick. And it would have looked very similar to that Marshall game. Marshall, we couldn't control the line of scrimmage. Why, why can we not control the line of scrimmage against Marshall? Why do we have so many missed assignments? Why do we have so many broken plays? Why is our offense not trying to win the game? I felt like we're not even trying to win this game. Yeah. Like we're not yeah. we're not throwing yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. around. Waiting for it the was, clock to tick down. Like, I don't understand. Man, you, you have to school me on that offline, man, because I look at that game, and I watched it three or four times, and I cannot figure out for the life of me why we were calling the plays we were calling and why the offense was doing what it was doing. And, I, and again, I'm not claiming to be some offensive guy, but I'm telling you, you there was some stuff. I'm being humble, but I'll tell you, man, there was some stuff we were doing, bro. It's like we're trying to lose this game. We ain't, we're not, it's not even like we're working on something. It's like, no, it's time to go win. Forget this tune-up game. Let's go work oh, on these details. Best player's hands. Yo, Let's work on our zone reach. No, don't work in your zone reach. Go win this freaking game because you're about to lose. Oh, wait, the game's over. Yeah. We just lost to Marshall. What the absolute hell? We not right? going to play. But I think, I think it's all that. So I look at that linebacker room, man, and I think somebody's got to step up and do more than just – do all the right things. A leader at Notre Dame now is a guy who just does the right thing and says the right stuff. They ain't no leader, dude. That's part, that's they part of it. They all do it. They all do it. Yeah. You've got to go play. Earn your respect on the field. Not necessarily by – and I was a good guy. I did all the right stuff. The guys will tell you, I didn't drink and smoke and all stuff in college. I did. I was, the, I was the quintessential choir boy, right? But when we got on that field, you can count on me. You can absolutely count on me because I was going to do what I was supposed to do. I was going to put you in the right position to make the play, and I was going to do everything possible to make sure we were successful by either out-leveraging them or putting everybody in a good position. That's what I was going to do. But it don't mean you got to go, you know, it, it don't mean you have to go wayward to be that guy. You ain't got to be – you don't have to be crazy necessarily, but you've got to have an edge to you that when the, you step on the field, the guys who I can count on you, you ain't going to get nothing up. And I don't think you have it. I think guys look at J.D. and Maris and go – yeah, they're gonna probably end up in the second level. That's not what you want. You don't want to save it. You don't want you don't want Kyle going. Yeah, they're gonna get to me, so I'm gonna have a lot of tackles this year. You want you want the safeties to go. I'm gonna scratch. I'm gonna come to the line of scrimmage hard because they may not get there because they won't get them before I get there. Yeah, that's yeah. a different mentality. Versus, I'm gonna have to make zone field tackle 15 yards down the field with this guy with a full head of steam. I feel like that's what they feel like. Yeah. So, got a ways to go. 
I think you muted me, dog. The frustration for Notre Dame fans has been that Marcus Freeman comes in as a defensive coordinator and immediately recruits back-to-back stellar linebacker classes. And the speed and athleticism is supposed to be elevated. And somehow, some way, we continue to see the same mistakes and inconsistency by the experienced players. And we're, and Notre Dame fans are saying, okay, where's the, where's the youth? Where are the young guys? If they're supposed to be better, why aren't they playing? And now you're in a season where these guys have now been in the program one or two years. They should be ready to go. And there should be some pressure. They should be there should be some heat on the necks of Maris, JD, Kaiser, and all of those veterans to say, if you're not getting the job done this year, you can come over here to the sideline. Marcus, this year, this year, tell them that. Yeah, Marcus, yeah. tell them in the spring, hey, like I told my quarterback last year during the season, <laughs> we will get somebody in here if y'all ain't doing y'all job. And I feel like and that's we, fair. It is fair. It is fair. You gotta be honest with them. I mean, that's why you go to the school, right? You know, so I think you got to be honest with it, but you also got to do it. You got to make the change. I'll be honest. I, I, I'm looking at it like, why, why aren't they already in the conversation? My frustration is we, we got the guys behind that you wanted to bring in. It ain't no disrespect. Notre Dame's in a different place than it was when I was there. You don't have to do this whole legacy thing, and I've been there, and so-and-so is my grandkid's kid. Like, no, we transfer quarterbacks in. We move people out. Let's do it then. If we don't do that, we're not going to be able to compete. And my biggest frustration is that I feel like we're going to get left behind because we're not making the changes and shifts the other programs are making. We're doing it the old-fashioned way still because we got so much loyalty to the way we've done it, and that's going to cost us. It's already cost us. You know, it cost us losses last year. If we're afraid to make the, the change and try the other guy whatever – I mean, look at these other schools, dude, and the amount of young cats playing that are showing up. Yeah, it's going to take them a game or two to get the speed and all that sort of stuff. Give them a shot, you know? So I think we got to, you know? Um, I, I didn't know if we were going to talk specifically about that, but I just don't think them the guys anymore. I think we got to get some of these young cats in and let them run. I started as a sophomore. Let them go. How much how much respect Marcus Freeman gets and how much support does he get from administration if he goes eight and five this year? Um honest opinion is very little. Is he, <laughs> is he on the hot seat? I just want to know. You think he's gonna be on the hot seat? I don't think he'll be on the hot seat. My public, my public kind of like Notre Dame ambassador deal is you gotta give the guy time. You know what I mean? But I know internally there's gonna be a lot of, especially with um Schwarber stepping out, I think there's gonna be a lot of heat. But I think as long as he's making the moves to prove he's, he's willing to make the changes, I think he'll be all right. My biggest fear is he settles in and continues to try to give somebody a shot. That whole Buckner, Pine, bull crap that we was doing last year, bro, that's, that, it cannot happen again. We got to find a guy, go get a guy, let that guy be the guy, find the next one. We got Hartman this year. Let's ride with him and let's and go find him. Go to the spring, go to the spring next year, be excited, say, hey, we found one. He's a starter. We found one. No question. Everybody's no question. doing it, you know. <laughs> when are we gonna be Dion to bring on Louis, right? We know today, dude. <laughs> so yeah, so but, brand. yeah, exactly. <laughs> brand. 
Louis B. But Sean, to your point, man, I think I think those have to be the guys right now. I don't think there's any more delay. I think we got to put them in. We got to let them play. We got to let them eat because that's the only way going to keep getting recruits. What you cannot do is continue to get these top talent recruits and make them sit. You can't get a guy like Merriweather and not give him the rock. His whole career, his whole life has been built on being that guy, getting the rock, doing what he does. Defense is out favor by staying because if he yeah. was really on his gritty, you would have left last. He would have left, and I was glad he didn't. But like I look at a guy, I mean, I, I laugh, you know, but I don't know why you're recruiting linebackers out of Indiana. But uh, <laughs> but but Drake Drake Bowen looked like he's gonna be that guy. Put him in, let him be raw. Goose was raw. Put him in. He was raw when he first started. Goose was the first one out of our class. Him and Vontez Duff for the first two to play. Put him in, let him run. He gonna make mistakes. Yes, I don't care. Go play. Build your grit, and that's how you keep that guy for a long time. And that's how you go get some plays that you never would have got because he's gonna make mistakes that are gonna work his way into a play that the veteran guy's never gonna make because he knows it's the wrong thing to do. Hey, newsflash: they already ain't making the plays. Go find somebody. And that about the ball no play because they're not making them. <laughs> I did I did every I did all my technique right and I still didn't make it because I fell down. Okay, go find somebody that ain't gonna do it right that's gonna go make a big exciting play. Put these cats Jaylen in, let them run. Jalen Sneed. Come he on. He may overrun the play, but he's gonna come and hit you. <laughs> but he's gonna lay you out, right? Put him in. So I, I I'm there, man. I, and I think that's what we gotta do. And I honestly think that does get the recruits in because they see we're not afraid to play you early. We're not stuck in the old ways. But I think some of these cats don't want to come because they're so nervous that they're going to get left behind or stuck behind somebody because it's loyalty we got. We got to be loyal to guys that win, guys that make plays. That's the way That's the way the game goes now. And if we don't do that, Freeman's going to get criticized big time for it, you know what I mean, because everybody else is doing it. Now, you've been in an NFL situation. You've been around mm-hmm. NFL coaches. As yeah. a young linebacker, Drake Bowen, Jaden Osbury, yeah. you got Al Golden, the NFL guy who is not interested yeah. in anything college. Yeah, <laughs> he is an NFL coach, but you a freshman linebacker that wants to know everything. Yeah, how, how do you establish a relationship with an NFL guy like Al Gold, who clearly is like, listen, the college thing, I get it, but I'm here to call plays and schemes and blitzes. Like, how do you yeah. how do you work that relationship? Yeah, no, see, and this is where it goes back to being prepared and being a student of the game. You got to go in, you got to have a conversation that says, look, I want to be in the right place at the right time at all times. Because you know what, them what, what coaches, they're not looking to really help you. It's like, no, no, no. Help you. and if you don't do it, shit, I don't know what to tell you. There ain't, there ain't, no, there ain't no six inch step. There, you're in the hook curl or you're not. You're in the <laughs> flat or you ain't. You're in the backfield or you ain't. You, you blitz hugging or you're not. You know. But I think you got to go have a conversation that says, which speaks their interest is, how do I go get myself in the right position? Because that's what they focus on. They focus on getting you in the right position. It's your job to let your talent go play. And I think these kids got to be students of the game enough to go to a guy like him and say, hey, how do I go get myself in position on every play? I'm committed to doing that. Tell me how to do it. Show me how to do it. And then, hey, let the rest happen, right? <laughs> but you got to – he's got to know you want to go do what's right because what he ain't going to tolerate is mistakes. And the no. problem with rookies and freshmen – and young cats is they make a lot of mistakes. But if you go master a playbook, man, when I was with Miami, dude, I would go back during OTAs. I'd be in a playbook. Everybody else, you know, we're in Miami, so everybody else is doing Miami. I'm trying to figure out how to stay on this team, bro. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm trying to figure out how to master this playbook so that when I go out there, I don't look stupid. Plus, the veterans, they're going to come in in a couple weeks. They already know what to do. Junior, do it with their eyes closed. They're only going to practice for six to seven snaps anyway, and they're going to get pulled out. So you better know what you're doing because if not, you're going to catch a red ass every day. 
So and back then, you know, Nick, Will Muschamp, and all uh, Derek Dooley and all them cats who was there at the time, you know, they kind of were college coaches that had kind of migrated into the to the league, but they still kind of had that same mentality, right? And, it's, and the Bengals was the same. Bengals is like, we're not babysitting nobody, dude. You, you're either going to get yourself where you're supposed to be or you ain't going to be here. It's just that simple, you know? And I think those are the conversations them young cats got to have with a guy like Al because Al will respect the guy that wants to do the right thing and be in the right spot more than he will someone that's just going to be about themselves and trying to, you know, build their Instagram following or whatever. Yo. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We're talking linebackers with Derek Curry right here. A few more moments. We appreciate you giving us some time on this Monday. For sure. Definitely. And uh, I'm definitely going to hit you up. When, you know, Nashville is one of my favorite spots. Yeah, One of come my on. favorite spots to go to. So I'm definitely yeah, going to hit you up when I come down. Let's yes, get to let's get to the three keys for this linebacking core because I expect this offense – to be more explosive this year I with agree. Sam Hart. So now you talked about playing complimentary football. In your opinion, linebacker, defense as a whole, what do they need to do? Do they need to be more a- aggressive and attack with the type of offense that you expect to have? Or would you like to see them do more of the same thing but just be more consistent in what they're doing? Good question. Yeah. So we got, we have, a, we have to do a couple things based on where I see. So we got a good foundation, right? We only average like allow like 23 points a game, which in this new style of offense, that's really, really good. Um, but most of the points we allowed were big plays. I think if we limit the big plays by being better prepared and stop being out of position, that's the first key. Get yourself in better position so that you can actually make the plays you're supposed to make. Cause if you're not in the right position, you're not going to be in a position to make those plays in the first place. We got a tough enough schedule where these quarterbacks are going to make the right passes. These quarterbacks, these running backs are going to, they're going to pick the right holes. But if we're not in the right place we're supposed to be in, we're dead in the water. So I think that's the first thing. Um, and then I think we need to be a little more aggressive. There were times where we set back late in the game versus attacking a little bit more, being a little more aggressive up front uh, with scheme and with a combination of linebackers, uh, blitzing and whatever that we – I'd like to see us move to a fire zone scheme a little bit on third down, get, yeah. create a little more chaos. We we're very predictable in the sense that we did a lot of man on man just because I think we we're afraid for the middle linebacker pressure. Like, yeah, like bringing pressure. That's what I love about the fire zones is you can bring linebacker pressure. You can play man on one side, zone on the other, and you can bring some pressure from unorthodox spots versus being a little more predictable going, oh, we're going to come straight down at you. Okay, well, we're going to scheme and come down. That's a little bit different, right? And so I think it's we can end up doing it. As defensive ends in the pass coverage on third down. Yeah, what's, what's that about? Yeah. So that's, yeah. All you're doing is y'all, you, you're softening up the entire defense when you do that. You know what I mean? That quarterback can get, get settled in. Like I said, these guys will make plays, but if we don't get hands in their face, um, you know, it's going to be a hard road no matter where you are because the offensive schemes now are so good and they're so – they limit the defense in a lot of ways um, because you can't be, be super physical down the field. So you're going to have a lot more guys running free. So um, being prepared, knowing what you're doing, being a lot more aggressive um, as far as the front is concerned. And then I think last thing is, like, find that leader. We need that guy or two to step up. And that's a charge to every guy on the defense. I don't care what position it comes from, but there is no clear leader. The commentators can say all day, well, J.D. this and Makaja. Look, just because you call it from the announcers doesn't mean it hits the field. I don't care who you're saying as leader. Somebody internally needs to lead that team, even if they're the least known guy on that team publicly. 
I don't care who it is. Somebody's got to step up and lead. And they got to play I'm, good. They that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, they got to be a dog too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and and they're gonna and they're gonna obviously do that from the front. You're absolutely right. And I think those I think those three things will help us in ways like we we haven't seen in a long time because all the good defenses have them, all the good offenses have them, and I think specifically on defense. If you don't have a tip of the spear kind of mentality with somebody that's willing to go out there and take those bullets up front and and make those big plays, it's gonna be tough. And I think we got some young guys coming up that can do it. We just got to give them a shot. So we talked about the marriage between the quarterback and the wide receiver, and I'm glad you said what you said because look, we've been telling people if you a dog, yeah, if you a dog, it don't matter who the quarterback is. You can go out there throw the ball up. I'm getting it. That's right. I'm going to get it. And it, yep. it, look, you can talk about the defensive line in front of you. Man, if you're a linebacker and you're a dog, man, I'm making that play. I'm okay, getting that dude down. Right? Yeah. So the marriage between linebacker and defensive line, the mentality that the linebackers have to have, do they just have to forget? Like, hey, I, it doesn't matter. I, I want them to do their job, but if they don't, I'm getting this guy. Is that basically yeah. what you're saying that needs to exist at the second level? Because there is a marriage between defensive line, linebacker play, and being able yep. to do your job correctly. Yeah, I would say the marriage is more trust than it is a disregard, right? So one thing that I could do back in the day, especially when I was on second, on third and fourth down when I was either a nickel or dime backer and coming off the outside, I had to be able to trust that they were going to be where they were going to be. And so what we used to focus on was <clears> – <throat> We, we had gap control, but we also had technique control. What I mean by that is if you're supposed to be in your gap, come hell or high water, I'm not going to cover for you. Your ass better be in your gap. That's the expectation. Mm -hmm. So I don't care what happens. You get your ass in your gap. I don't care if you got to fall down, do a roll, do a somersault, spin back, hold, put, get in your gap because I got to be in mine. We held each other accountable in ways that this team does not. Yeah. There's games you can go back and you can see me punching guys in a helmet, slapping guys around a little bit. <laughs> and that's built, that is yeah, built we, hey we definitely won't do that that's what we, we won't we, we, we won't but i'm telling you like that's yeah no for sure but i was saying that that was the mentality you need to be where you need to be because i gotta be where i'm supposed to be if i'm worried and that you're not gonna be i'm gonna always be late on mine so yeah you gotta kind of cover the sins of the d a d line but them linebackers gotta hold that defense line accountable and go cedric if you're supposed to hold that center and that guard you hold ass i don't give a shit hold them because I got to cover these key gaps. So you got to do your job. So there's got to be a trust that everybody up front is going to do what they're supposed to do. The guys behind you are going to do what they're supposed to do so that you can do what you need to do and you can be a little more free, right? So it's not necessarily a disregard for what's supposed to happen. It's the opposite. It's an extreme trust in that guy doing what he's supposed to do so that you can, you can look like you're running free, but he's doing what he's supposed to so you can run free. But what I see now is a lot of stop, stop and go. Stop and go because they're un they're indecisive. Cause, and so for me, I don't know if that's because they don't trust the guy or they don't know exactly where they're supposed to be because that looks the same in football. Indecisiveness mm -hmm. can look like, or excuse me, lack of trust can look like indecisiveness or lack of scheme because they both the mechanics are the same. You're either stopping and starting or you're going right. Um, I can always tell when our guys are going to blitz. It's a key. Easy to tell when our guys are going to blitz. They don't have good. Um, I forget what we used to call it. Uh, um, 
I forget what it's called, but they, they show their blitzes really obvious, whether it's in the way they, their stance is, where their feet positions are, where their hands are, where their hands are up or down. Those are don't keys that really good off the road. No disguise. Yes. We, we, we don't disguise really well at all. So when we're coming, everybody in the stadium that knows football knows we're coming. So that tells that offense, that tells that running back that he can't leave the pocket, he's got to stay in. So that's why all of a lot of our blitzes get picked up. Right? You watch your teams like Georgia and Bama and them cats, um, Ohio State, they always look like they're running free to the backer because they're disguised, their blitzes really well to the point to where you've, you know, you abandon one of your roles, which is the secondary role to maybe chip on this guy or maybe to help out or stay in the box and not go out. You, you abandon that because you don't know that guy's coming. You watch our – go back and watch the film. I guarantee you if you try to really focus on linebacker play and you know linebackers, you can tell when they're coming. So at that point, the coach, when they, when they do these look uh, this look at me stuff from the sideline, the coach is changing that call because they're picking us apart because they know when we're coming. Not because the coach doesn't have a good call and defensive coach. It's because the linebackers yeah, – It's players figured out. Away. We got to do something else. It's figured out. Y'all got, y'all got it. Yeah. And now you out-scheme. So the way the offenses are called today, not from the line of scrimmage, the coaches are able to tell these tendencies of these players and that's allowing them to pick us apart a little bit, right? So linebackers got to be a lot more controlled, but you also got to trust everybody else that's going on. So those two things will really help the linebacker play specifically. Learn how to disguise and come from depth and also um, – Trust them guys up front so you can look like you're out there running wild and free, but you know that man's got where he's supposed to be and you're going to be where you're supposed to be. That's the only way a defense is sound, if everybody's where they're supposed to be. Hey, that's the linebacker preview with Derek Curry right here yeah, on man. the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Hey. Appreciate you guys, man. We told you it would be fire, LL Nation. <laughs> DC, thank you for joining us today, man. We'll have you on appreciate during the season to talk about what's going on with the squad. Definitely. I appreciate you guys, man. What you guys are doing is, is, uh, is changing the game because y'all are talking about this stuff in ways that people feel, but they don't know how to articulate. So I appreciate what y'all do. When I watch y'all, I always, I'm always empathizing with where y'all are coming from because I feel it. And I had that same energy, but at the same time, publicly, sometimes we don't talk about it that way. So I appreciate you guys for, for stepping out there and saying the things that we all feel anyway, that uh, maybe we're afraid to say or maybe the keyboard words are tight. But they can't. They don't have a pool. You guys got the pool. You got the cloud. But you also have that perspective that that um, I think a lot of guys can can empathize with. So I appreciate that. I, I like seeing that because a lot of these talking heads out here, it's like that's not what you really feel. You saying that because that's a good sound bite. But you guys say what you feel, and I appreciate that. So right. respect. Those guys grifters. We don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I appreciate y'all. Much love, great. boy. Derek, love you, boy. All right, man. Love y'all. Y'all have a good one. All right, that's Derek Curry right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. That is our fall preview for the linebacker position. Hey, left, it went better than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh he he was very informative, very specific on what we need to take that next step from a defensive guy. Obviously, offensively, I'm like, they just ain't making the plays, but he told us why. And I think that made a big difference today. Now, let me tell you something. They need to bring him in and let him talk to linebackers. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You know what time it is, love. Petticoat. 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 Junction. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's Petty Historic? Petty Junction.
Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. I got one right off the bat. Man, I know you do. Britney Spears needs to apologize. If Wimby keeps hitting 30 points just like he's playing, Britney Spears is wrong and she needs to apologize because you can't be touching a superstar like that. Now, that's the face of the future of the league, man. Britney Spears, you're in the wrong for that. Don't be touching that man. That's a that's a walking bucket. And you're wrong for that. He don't know Britney Spears. He ain't from America. So don't be acting like no fan now. And crying wolf. When his team respond, he ain't even respond to you. The team responded to you. And that's right. You protect that 30 ball, San Antonio. You protect that championship. Hey, Amen. I'm going to put the white socks on the petty train, bro. <laughs> they live on the petty train, man. Good grief. Left is hard. It's, it's hard, man. It's hard, my brother. <laughs> I. My summer is all about baseball usually, bro, and it is. They've been letting you down, man. I didn't even like who they drafted last night in the, in the, in the baseball draft. Left is like the draft pick. Good grief. Oh, man. Don't walk. Thank you for the super chat after that lit Friday show. It was inspired to get me a big Mick from McDowell's and watch Reverend Brown and Randy Ross. That's a coming to America reference. Yeah, we, we started the show. The leftover from, from the show on Friday was your fajita rant, bro. It went crazy. The comments, <laughs> the, the comments went crazy after the show about your fajita rant, bro. It, it was classic. Yeah, the Applebee's two for 20, man. The Applebee's two for 20, baby. That was dude. That has to be a t-shirt. Somehow, <laughs> some way. The offense is sizzling, something. Yeah. We got to make it happen, man. We got to make it happen. So, big announcement. We will drop. And this is kind of a bite. This is kind of a bite. But each and every Friday at luckyluckypod.com, it, it will be Fresh Fridays. Mm. We're dropping a brand new T-shirt. Brand new T-shirt designs each and every Friday. So, you need to go to luckyluckypod.com each and every Friday to find out what the drop will be on Fresh Fridays. It's kind of like what Kanye used to do with good music back in the day. Mm. Every Friday during the summer, they dropped a new joint. We're doing the same thing, Lucky Lucky. So we're probably going to drop two T-shirts this Friday, two T-shirts the next Friday, all the way up to the start of the season. We're going to keep it funky. Fresh Fridays at LuckyLuckyPod.com. Oh, man. We gotta get we gotta get DC back on, bro. That's right. Him, Carl Reed. We got a lineup for the season. Him, Carl Reed. Bring our guy uh Peyton Jr. Walt Peyton Jr. on. Reggie back on. Look, we got a nice lineup for the season. You're gonna have the in-depth, most spent, different perspective of Notre Dame football, the real. You know, we're not gonna give you the the fake. Because you know we do it the best over this way. 
We spend it different, man. Have a great Monday. Enjoy. Don't forget Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation each and every day for your audible, audible edibles right here. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Have a great Monday. But most of all, make sure that you spin it different. Oh, 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 oh,